Welcome to episode 23 of Moral Marriage, the podcast. And this is where we share our stories, our lessons, and really, you get to see us interacting so you can know it's real. All right. I want to talk today, honey, about why marriages today are not working. Why people stay together for the kids and it's not what you think. Why men are not leading in their home. I'm Cass. I'm Catherine. Not so obvious ways to get the sex back. So when you dated your husband in the beginning, did you ever answer the door with your hair all crazy? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Now this, if you've been watching or listening for any period of time, we're totally unscripted, okay? So I don't know where this is going to go, but I would love to have my beautiful and brilliant wife Give me her perspective on why marriages aren't working. Why marriages today are not working. Well, I think that commitment is really low. I think one of the big things is that everything is replaceable. We live in a really material world and somehow our husbands, our wives, I was going to say our children, but I don't think most people think that their children are replaceable, but (laughs) but here's, but there's, this is a really good thing. Why would someone, why would a woman think that, oh my gosh, you know, I could never leave my children. I, I thought this way, by the way. Um, I did not want to lose my children. I didn't want anybody else to raise them. I didn't want to lose 50% custody. I didn't want any of that. But yet, you know, my husband was to me replaceable. Why? I wasn't as committed as I anticipated that I was going to be. Now, obviously I'm a bad example because I did stay committed and we were able to turn things around. But the question is why are marriages not working? Well, they're not working because you don't stay committed to the commitment that you made because everyone and everything is replaceable. Uh, we'll t- and let's talk more about that, but I want to just address what you just said because you're not a bad example. I think that there are there's a reason we did the episode on why people stay together for the kids. I mean, there are so many reasons why people stay there, where they stay coasting. You're in the hamster wheel that just never stops spinning. You're on the roller coaster, or you like to call it the crazy train. Like there's so many. So I don't think you're a bad example. You know, I think that this is a problem that people are staying committed in quotations, but they're not actually committed. So I think if you can recognize that, we can talk about commitment for a second. I think there's a lot more that goes into this, but commitment. You know, in the old days, I don't know if you know this, but in the old days, I'm sure, I'm sure you get just get it inherently. Well, but, I don't know. You're a lot but, older than I am, honey. <laughs> easy. So <laughs> if you think about it, in the old days, if you got divorced, you were automatically disrespected by your community, right? Now, nowadays, it's totally different. It's accepted. You're not... You're not disrespected. It's accepted if you get a divorce. It's just okay. Because people don't honor commitment, like you said. I would say their vows, their actual vows. Like you got to seriously start thinking about what it is that you want to say on your vows. Because if you're adding on the end of it, unless I don't get my needs met, then you might as well not get married. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the big issue with why people get divorced now. Needs. Well, yeah, it's it, it's conditional. It's mm-hmm. conditional. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you said about commitment because it brings up a really good point that there's two different types of commitment. If you are coasting along in your marriage because you're quote unquote committed to marriage, but you're not committed to your partner, you're not committed to happiness, you're not committed to joy, you're not com- committed to have a fulfilled life, that sure, there's value in that type of commitment because you're not quitting on your marriage technically. But if you're just coasting along like I was, I had already quit on myself, quit on my husband, quit on my marriage. I had given up, but I was still married. I didn't want to get a divorce. So commitment can be looked at in two ways. 
like you just sort of brought up. You're going to say something? Yeah, just, that just made me think. Like, if you guys think about like intentional, remember when we met and you were like, no, I mean, I watched, I think it was Oprah, is like the, the, the 30 day sex challenge, and you try to have sex every single day, and marriages that succeed do the sex. And so there's committed to the intention, mm -hmm. and then there's committed to the commitment of loving, of enjoying, of being together. So there's so many different degrees of this that you're talking about that I think feed into why marriage doesn't work today. You have these ideas in your head, which again go back to your needs. They go back to your needs and what your what your love is is really what you said conditional, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think that people spend too much time focused on "I'll give you this if you give me that." Let me break this away from giving for a second. How about we go to taking? Okay. If we think about some of the social media comments, my partner never, right? All you're doing is taking. So you stopped giving and you still expect something in return. That's even worse than giving and expecting something in return. Have you ever thought about that? Like it's absolutely asinine. It's crazy to me how many people stop giving and still expect to get. Yet it was already bad enough that you gave to get in the first place. Mm -hmm. Your needs. I think that marriages don't work today because people only care about themselves. And by the way, this is not me. This is not new. This is freaking old Dale Carnegie. 1912 wrote his book like people inherently you care about your needs mm -hmm. i care about my needs all of you listening or watching care about only your needs but it's well, in not the only work. no not, not only your no needs. no uh, only as a foundation right is what i mean but in the work that's not only mm -hmm. is because you and i for example we look to each other for how can we fulfill each other's needs right Rather right. than it being transactional. That's what came up when you were trying to describe the giving to get and all of these things in marriage. Marriage has become, not only has your spouse become replaceable and everything in your life is replaceable, everything is a transaction. Mm -hmm. So there's tit for tat, this for that. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because now if you think about how, I don't know how many of you listening today have done any work or understanding on keeping score. It's massive in the stuff that I've done in my life. Um, most of the time we keep score negatively. Right. Like we are trying to say, well, I do this, 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 and you don't do this, 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 which is the tit for tat Catherine's talking about, which is all just keeping score. But do you remember in one of the recent episodes you talked about uh, the garbage can? Right. Everybody spends, she said, everybody spends all their time focusing on that one out of 10 times that the garbage wasn't taken out and gets super naggy, super bitchy, super upset, super, you don't do anything. But there was never even a little gratitude for the other nine times where it was done right. In fact, you don't even notice those nine times. And it already takes uh, seven positives to outweigh one negative. So I think you, we decided that in marriage it's 700. <laughs> we did. I think, yeah, I, I think I said you're something right. yeah. like 70 or 700. Because I'll tell you right now, it's not seven. Mm -hmm. It is not seven. You're absolutely right. But see, if you can remove the transaction and replace it with I want to give. I want to just love. I want to know more. Let me give this a, a male perspective for a second so we can feed or feel the woman's perspective. A woman needs safety, right? Now, I'm not saying, I said in an episode recently, both need space, uh, safety, sorry, space. space. No, whoa, that's whoa, exactly whoa, what whoa, you don't whoa. need. Watch that episode, definitely not. Um, <laughs> safety. However, I believe it's a man's responsibility because of the emotional disconnect right? One of the first things that you always come to with needs is connection. Mm -hmm. There's so many levels to that, starting with emotional. So as a man, if you think you, about defending your needs and blaming your wife for not meeting your needs, 
How could you ever be protecting your wife, defending your wife, loving your wife, in essence, making her feel safe enough to talk more, to love more, to be available for more dates and time and just dropping everything for you with excitement, to want you more physically. Like none of this stuff could ever happen if you're not safe, right? It's all because you're focused on how the marriage isn't working because your needs aren't being met. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, um, because this is unscripted, sometimes I'm just blown away how well you can talk. I should never be surprised. Oh, stop. But you're just such a good talker. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, here's the thing. If you want more out of your marriage, if you want to understand truly why marriages are not working today, you need to start taking a deeper dive into why you're not the kind of partner that you should be. You know, people spend so much time trying to find the perfect partner. We were guilty of that. Absolutely. We had all these rules, all these boundaries. I thought to share with you guys recently that I didn't even care if Catherine was going to be pretty. When I met Catherine, she just had to be loyal. You know, <laughs> boy, did I have a lot of misinformation with my own thought process there. But, and boy, did I hit the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. You spend so much time trying to focus on what your partner should be like when you meet them. You know, some of you do lists. They got to check these boxes. These are my must-haves. These are my compromises. These are my, I, I can't accept. You know, this is a thing, okay? I actually had a list at one point. But then when you get in the relationship, you spend so much time trying to make them meet your needs again because things got in the way, right? Defensiveness, expectations from life, maybe your career, kids, right? The disrespect or accountability or lack thereof because you had jobs and roles that you decided and all these things happen. So you start trying to fix your partner and make them who you want to be. Why instead don't you try to figure out how to be the best damn partner that you can be? Because then if you're giving more, taking less, you just get to receive, right? Well, I mean, both of you, if you're both doing that, of course, then think about how explosive that could be so if i'm over here literally. which by the way <laughs> literally which like we've grown a lot so explosions are much different now they used to be anger bursts <laughs> and now they're ah! yeah no they're much different um <laughs> but yeah imagine if and i don't have to imagine it because we have done a lot of work and so yeah, they, it's important for them yeah. to imagine yeah so so i'm over here doing my best to be my best self he's over here doing his best to be his best self it helps to remove expectation it helps to remove the the transactional nature of marriage, it shouldn't be that nature, but it is, it helps to remove it because you're focused on how can you be the best partner? How can you do more? And so what you said was, you know, I think then you said, then you actually get more. You receive. You, you receive. receive. It's totally different than give to get. Yeah. It just happens. It, that's right. Yeah. Receive. Yeah. Receive versus get. I like that. Let's like, if you think about it, I, I'm going to use sex because it resonates so loudly for, especially for men and maybe for you women whose husbands have been down the road where I was, you know, the angry, pouty, frustrating, well, the toddler, toddler was not having sex. But if you think about it, so when I remove, so safety, I remove the need that I need to have sex. I'm a man, I have needs. I remember the line that spurred it all off was, I need to use this thing. And I got all mad. I'm not attracted to my love and upset. What was your response? Right? Yeah. And so if you think about that, I remove my need, start trying to give her an environment that's safer so I'm no longer a whiny toddler. I'm just showing up. Remove expectation. Okay. Remove the expectation of 
You have to meet my needs. And I start trying to figure out what Catherine needs. Okay. And it wasn't just safety, of course. There's all these things that you have to do to show up. And then when you start fulfilling her needs, oh, I receive now. Now, careful the way you interpret the word receive. But <laughs> so it, it changes everything. And, you know, Catherine used to say to me, baby, that it was like, you know, if you'd stop yelling, I'd be happy. If you stop yelling, I'd want you. If you, if you stop talking, every time we talk about sex, that makes, makes me want it less, right? Think about all of those things. And I know men that are listening, you resonate with that. Just remove your need. And just start giving. And whew, panties in the pocket, opening the towel up, putting the kids, kids to bed early, bathroom. It's good stuff. Okay? <laughs> it's good stuff. This is the exact opposite of why marriages or they are not working. This is why marriages could be working. That's, that's, that's we just gave you the exact steps. Well. Follow them. Yeah. Okay, we got to go. Bye. This has got me going. <laughs> okay, guys. We'll see you in the next episode.